everyone. Welcome back to the Trade Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and tonight I have a really cool guest. You probably might recognize his voice if you listen to some other uh, trade-related podcasts, and we can probably get into that later, but uh, the sprinkler fitter, Chad, how are you doing tonight? Good, good. I'm really stoked to be on this show, so this is a, this is a nice change, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, Chad has been, is like the, uh, we'll say, impromptu th- third host of the no. Make Trades Great Again <laughs> podcast. For those of you who listened to that show with um, Eric Ani and Andy Mickelson, which by the way, you guys should go and listen to it. It's a very good podcast, but Chad has been yeah, on it a handful of times. Good. So, but um, yeah. So anyway. I'm, I'm going to get so much trouble with this. <laughs> they say, you see, I'm the third host. They're going to, oh my gosh, they're going to give me such a hard time. So I just said impromptu. I said impromptu. Impromptu. I didn't say you know that you are, yeah. but you know you seem to be. You're definitely a recurring guest. But that's. I mean, but that's just because you know you and Eric are obviously you're both like personal friends. So because you're both in that yeah. uh, Minnesota area. Yep. Yeah. Actually, he lives. Uh, he lives a few miles away from me. Actually, so um, we have a history before all the trade stuff or whatever too. So I mean, yeah. And but. We've um we've always just had a good time giving each other hard times and stuff and and helping each other out and just um you know being friends so absolutely you know so he's but he's a busy man holy cow so I I actually I mean part of the thing with ADHD is always a uh, afraid that I'm a burden you know <laughs> so I so I don't yeah. always contact him when I should so I'm not a great friend sometimes in that in that matter you know. So, yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, it's great that you mentioned um, the ADHD because, I mean, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about because, and I um, yeah. reached out to you because you had, you post these, um like, you know, obviously these kind of humorous memes or whatever that obviously are very relatable then to what you were, like what you're talking about. So um, I guess you, if you want to start, well, just briefly then let's start with like an intro, like, you know, who are you? Like, what exactly do you do? Um, and just kind of that sort of thing, just to give us like a little, you know, couple minute intro. Um. Are we allowed to cuss on this uh, deal or you want to keep it really Oh clean? yeah, no, you're fine. You're good. <laughs> okay. So I think one of my favorite things I've ever been told was I was an interesting, tolerable fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Someone told me that one time and then I thought I just loved it. I just stuck with it with me forever and stuff. But um, basically um, I'm a ex-military brat. I grew up in the military Navy, to be honest. Um, I was born in um, Hylia, Florida. You know, didn't stay there very long, but I still call it my home. And uh, I like to drive my other relatives who lived there for a long time and tell them I'm a 305 guy. Uh, even though I probably lived there <laughs> maybe six months total of a year, maybe. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I moved around most of my life. Um, so, um, which leads up to, like, you know, the ADHD stuff. I've always had to... Um, fight to have my place in social circles and everything as you move around as a kid you're always sure. you know trying to you're always the new kid every you know four two to four years you know in the military and stuff and then also um there's structure in the military but as a as a navy brat there's not much structure <laughs> not back then there wasn't <laughs> so um you know just acted out a lot um you know with the emotions and you know, losing, losing friends, losing the favorite places, living places and all that stuff. And then constantly, you know, moving and dealing with your dad being gone for, you know, six months out of the year for almost 20 years. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So there's always that struggle of, of being a kid, being an adult. I have two, I have two younger siblings, um, and, and my mom was worked full time, and then you know she came home to us. So we were latchkey kids back then. So, um, so I've done a lot of moving, a lot of traveling as a kid. We ended up here in Minnesota uh, in '91, and that was my first winter, and that was their heaviest snowfall I think to date. Oh geez. Like that was uh that was insane Halloween snowstorm. So if anybody from the area here would know that's uh that's insane. So it was pretty insane. But um I am a fire sprinkler fitter with the local union here, 417. Um I've been in the trade well honestly I can say I've been in since 2005, but I did have a hiatus deal, and that's actually I got in the trade pre-diagnosis of my ADHD. Um around 2010 when the economy was starting to take a big crash um i was getting laid off as a class so we go we go through classes in our apprenticeship okay so um class 10 is where that's your final class i was a class 10 at that time and i was getting laid off uh quite a bit because of lack of work but it also was it was also because uh you know i i do think it was because of my adhd and not paying attention to the small details i start you know and then um, you know, I was starting to take it personal, like I was a failure, you know, and, and the dark side of ADHD, which I didn't know at that time was leading into a depression. And so I basically thought I wasn't good enough to be a fire sprinkler fitter anymore. So I just up and I just stopped paying my dues. I just stopped showing up or calling in, trying to look for work and then, uh, just let it encompass me in the dark side of it. You know, and then uh, I ended up doing some uh, <clears throat> what I do some residential plumbing for for a company, and then I also did some commercial HVAC for another company, and then that was like two years of that of horrible, horrible time with the economy because that was a two thousand almost a two thousand fifteen I think it was so that was two thousand twelve to fifteen I think it was. Um, math is horrible. Anyways, two thousand. <laughs> Anyways, that anyway, so anyways, to that point, um, when I was thirty, there was a really low dark time of of my, um, fall. Basically, I I don't even know how to explain it. Um, it was probably the darkest time, one of the darkest times I'd I'd say as far as that goes, because the economy was bad, job jobs were not great. Um, my I was undiagnosed at that time, and um when depression and ADHD ADHD hit you um, you know that that's, that's a, that's like a black hole, you know, it's hard to get away from that and it gets darker and darker. So that was a time where I think at my lowest, I I think I was just about done um, breathing, you know, and uh, I had to, I had to tell my wife that uh, I needed help and, and I was actually scaring myself. And so um, I set up, there was a local, um, uh, what do they call that? Uh, therapy or counseling center nearby. And I just mm-hmm. went there and this, um, this amazing woman named Jan, she's still my hero to the, to this day. I thought they were just going to tell me I was depressed. I thought they were going to say like, you know, do some therapy, you know, maybe take an antidepressant or something and then, you know, go home, call us in the morning. You know, you know what I mean? Like, sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, that 
Um, Brandon, I can tell I'm on Medicaid because I'm all over the place. My brain's going all over the place right now. Um, <laughs> but basically, she saved me and she just said, I think you have an inattentive ADHD. And I, I didn't even know what that was, to be honest with you. I, every time I thought of ADHD, I always thought about the kid on the bus that couldn't sit down doing spins, you know, and right. just pissing everybody off because he couldn't control himself. You know what I mean? And, and just being weird. Um, so to hear that you might have ADHD, you know, at that time it was just ADD, you know, cause it wasn't really mm-hmm. hyperactivity. They don't know what the hyperactivity was really. So, um, the inattentive was just kind of like that more, um, like a lot of females get that too. The eight, the inattentive ones are the ones that can mask easily. It looks like they got everything in control. That's the little quieter parts of the ADHD. Um, but basically, yeah. So I had to go through a rigorous um, test um, to actually get the the actual diagnosis, and that test was brutal because <laughs> it felt I felt so stupid. I felt completely frustrated at the end of the test. I I didn't know what I had. And then at the age of 36, I found out that, uh, yeah, I got to get medicated for ADHD. And so that was the beginning of my journey to heal and to, you know, start regulating, you know, just so people could tolerate me. And so I can tolerate me, to be honest. Right. Yeah. And I know, um, like, I know I've heard bits and pieces um, from the times when you've been on, you know, with Eric and, and Andy on Make Trades Great Again, where you've kind of mentioned that. And I know, like, you know, obviously they kind of poke fun of it but at the same time though you know it's at that that, you're at this point now where you can kind of look back and almost in some way like laugh at it um but i want to go back a little bit perhaps um so like you're moving around you know you say like you said a military and navy specifically like your dad was working in the navy um yeah so this is like uh i get uh, like what you're saying like this is like what like eight moving basically like the 80s i guess like kind of like uh yeah yeah, the 80s yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm just trying to get in my head. And I'm, and, and, you know, I'm, uh, I, I'm a bit more of like a nineties kid myself. Like I was born in, oh, okay. I was born in the, I was born in the mid eighties, but you know, for me, I'm like the nineties is like my decade, man. Yeah. You, you guys know, got kind of, kind of the shitty cartoons. We got the way better cartoons, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's some pretty good cartoons. I thought <laughs> any, uh, it's a lot better than what's out there now. Anyway, we'll just leave. We can, we can yeah, agree on sure, that. For sure. That for sure. Yeah, I mean, poor that's kids don't even know what Saturday morning cartoons are anymore. So, Oh, I know it's, it's terrible. It's, it's a crying shame. Yeah. They don't even know, you know, Bugs Bunny. What's that anyway? Yeah. So, um, but I guess it sounds like in some ways, you know, what was, I guess, what was it like for you? Like maybe like in school, cause you're saying like, um, you were the, um, you know, you're moving around and everything, of course, like you had this, you're like a new setting, like every couple of years. And I know, like you yeah. were saying, like the AD, like ADHD, the stereotype is like the kid that can't sit still, the kid that's just being like, that's goofing around. And it's just like, oh, well, that, you know, he's just full of energy or whatever. And then they, you know, the per- they get, you know, then they get slapping with ADHD because he can't sit still yeah. or whatever to pay attention in class or whatever. Is that like, is that, and you, but you're saying yours is a little different because it's like you're saying inattentive. So is that, is there a little bit, yeah. something like a little bit different than what you'd, I would call like your stereotypical ADHD? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, there, there's different ADHDs out there, but the inattentive mm-hmm. one is more like, uh, we're the kind that uh, would basically sit there. I could, I could, I could basically like when my dad or my parents or anybody upset with me would start to lecture me or yell at my face or anything like that. I could actually go in the back of my head and just like, I, it looks like I'm completely focused and, and I could repeat words and everything, but I probably don't remember it anything that they were saying to me because one, I was, there's a lot of coping mechanisms, you know, that we use too. And so I could be in a whole different world, 
while someone's just, you know, destroying me mentally, you know, or verbally or anything, or if I'm just bored, um, we get bored easily. Um, I think that we like to be challenged, um, mentally a lot of times and physically, but, um, it's like controlled chaos. I don't know how to explain it, but basically like the inattentive, like, um, like your past guest said, you, you do a lot of daydreaming, you doodle a lot, you have this, you have this crazy wild imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it actually is, um, is either to deal with the stresses around you and the sensory stuff or whatever. Um, but in school, you know, my, you know, back then our parents didn't know anything about that. Right. We, we just like, you either got smacked or whatever in trouble, you acted out or whatever, but the inattentive won't act out normally unless it's unless it's an emotional dysregulation where rejection of some sort or something you know um i got into fights because i was rejected you know i felt rejected you know so i get into physical fights because i didn't know how to use my Mm -hmm. words i didn't have words for half the stuff i was feeling all the emotions involved all the stimuli involved so i i would act out physically um either in a fight or, um, I'd just go do something else, you know, or, you know, um, you know, go build something, go dig somewhere, go, you know, or just, um, or just, you know, I I don't even know how to explain it. Just mentally myself, I would beat myself up, you know, and just say what a horrible kid I was. So even as a kid, uh, I'd say even as close as early as second grade, first grade, I did not like myself, you know, because I already knew something was different and I didn't think I could get along with any of the kids. And I felt like none of the kids liked me, even though that wasn't always true. Um, but I felt I was never good enough. You know what I mean? There was these, because the brain focuses on the dark side of things that, of, you know, punish, punishing yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So wise, I never thought, you know, if you don't, if it's boring in school and there's, and you're just reading or if you're just doing something, it, it's really hard to say. It's like, there's so many ways, you know, like some things are so teenagerish or so child, you know, like kids can't focus for very long, but honestly, like you can just get lost in your own head and it looks like you're working, but you probably just, I, I used to have notebooks, like just notebooks of drawings and artwork. And I should have been doing, you know, note studying or, you know, doing my cursive or anything like that. But then I'll go, I'll take a test and I'll do just fine. I mean, I get an A, but I'll be like a solid B or a solid C plus. And so I, I've retained enough to get by. So as a kid too, when it comes to interacting with people, um, I'd always observe enough to get by in, in with social circles and everything. And then as I got older, um, say in my um, early teens and stuff, you know, with ADHD, you are very observant of things around you that most people don't really catch. So I used to catch, and what I'm good at is, is, uh, what do they call them? Empaths or whatever people like, we just basically observe how people act and, and, and what they're talking about and their interests mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And you're able to like, um, kind of, you know, mimic that in a way, you know what I mean? And you're able to like blend in a little easier because you know what, you know, you, you you start to like pay attention to what those things are. So just so that you can have that human interaction or that commonality thing, because sure. I think a lot of ADHD people are really empathetic 
you know, and they either love bomb, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and they mm-hmm. just want to, they just want to, they just want to like show you how much they like you, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and they yeah. just want to show that how much they like, they can relate to other people, you know? So that was how I was as a kid. So I was like, I was that funny kid. Um, but also like when I was alone, I was, all, I, I doubted myself all the time. I think, you know, a lot of times teenagers can doubt themselves and be hard on themselves. But I think when you have ADHD, it's, it's like a hundredfold, you know, and it's very, it's a burdening thing. And so you're constantly unsure of yourself, you know, but also you're very good at masking a lot of things too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it was, like I said, like when you move into a new neighborhood, a new school, um, a lot of times when I was in inner cities, you know, inner city schools and neighborhoods, like a lot of times the kids, you know, it was like prison. They wanted to test you on these military housings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm. you're the new kid that comes to the military housing, Navy housing, and you got these fatherless children basically. And you're out there in the cul-de-sac or whatever. And they just want to pound on you and see what you're made out of, you know? Oh, <laughs> you wow. Know? Yeah. So Jeez. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's what it is, you know, back then, you know, and, and, and either you got along with them or you figured it out or, you know, and I was just one of those, um, I was just one of those kids. I wasn't like, uh, I mean, honestly, I think it was just a glutton for punishment because uh, my tendencies was to eat a lot to cope, you know? So I was, I was sure. pretty, I think around 13, I was pretty heavy set, you know? Um, so I would eat to, to one of my coping mechanisms um, and, uh, or, you know, I mean, I don't even know. This is, I didn't know I was going to go this deep, really, <laughs> so fast. But, you know, it's, it's hard, hard to yeah. say because it's like it's so because of being medicated now, it just seems so far away. But and I, and I am 47, so I guess it is far away. But um, it was just coping with different things and how you interact with people and, and then trying to just get along. And But your your life is constantly changing. And so it was hard to stay interacted with every everything and like on the on the. Um, the scholastic side of things, because I knew I was going to be moving in four years. So what, what would be the point of me, you know, doing homework or uh, trying to learn something, you know, academically, unless it was really something that interested me, like, you know, economics or history. I loved history, you know, Mm -hmm. or, and, and I loved English, but I didn't like reading their books, but I loved, I loved writing short stories. I was really good at it. Um, one of my teachers in seventh grade thought I was going to be an author and boy, I really let him down. (laughs) All right, Mr. Wilcox. Well, and it sounds like, you know, like you're saying, especially, you know, with the, with the moving around and everything, like you had to blend, you know, my, my, my wife and I kind of call that, it's just like we receive people do that where it's like, you know, basically like you're, we call it being like a chameleon where basically you're trying to like almost like mimic, these these situations or whatever because you're trying to like you're saying like you're trying to be accepted you're trying to want you want to be part of the group you want to be part of this of the whatever click or right. club or whatever this is and for you especially it sounds like you know i mean like you're saying like you moved around um you know numerous times i don't know like i mean you were saying about like florida and then you ended up in minnesota so i'm not quite sure where yeah, all you yeah, were but the same in, in between california the mojave desert and san diego which the parts of san diego I was in was not that great <laughs> so yeah yeah 
but yeah, I mean, so, but moving around all that, all that much too, I mean, you've got to, you're, you're dealing with different locales, different people, different, you know, in some ways, different cultures. I mean, you know, you get your, if you're like from Florida to California, this is a whole other thing. And then obviously then you end up in Minnesota, in Minnesota, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. which is a whole other thing, you know, so yeah, I, mean, I can brutal. just imagine, I can only imagine, yeah, I can only imagine then just like kind of like that, the, that mental toll that, that would take on somebody like yourself where, yeah you're you're you are in like these situations like brand new situations every few years and then next thing you know like you're in this weird place and then you finally i guess you're finally settled um i guess then maybe what is there something with like when was it that you were just like you were like settled finally like, you know like minnesota was kind of like it was that like late teens then is what when you were saying or was that like yeah like so post- i came i came up here my 10th grade year of high school mm-hmm. and and so that was just kind of like i think well, we were basically homeless for a while because my family was really dysfunctional. My, I think my dad had depression when he got, so basically he was forced out of the military by, you know, cuts and he was an old guy and he was, let's be honest, he had a big, huge gut. And when you're on a ship and there's a fire, they cannot move the, the steel hulls, you know, to get around you to fight a fire or anything like that. So, and my dad mm-hmm. was you know, he wasn't passed, he passed the PT test, but he couldn't, he was just getting too big and he was getting too old and he's already a chief petty officer. So, um, they just said goodbye. It was pretty much no fanfare whatsoever. They just put your butt out on the street, basically said, that's it. You can't re up. And my dad was not prepared for that. And, um, we were just winging it. And so we had to go back home to family from San Diego to, we took a two cars and did a road trip from there to Florida. And then we, got to Florida and right as we we're pulling into the driveway, my, the, my dad's mom, my grandmother, uh, had a, a stroke right as we we're pulling in, right. I was pulling in, she was leaving oh, in geez. an ambulance. Yeah. Mm. So there was a lot of trauma, um, in my family. And then even on the move, you know, so the few months that we we're in Florida, we're, you know, my dad wasn't finding jobs or anything. And he really refused to get his FAA license because he's worked on, military jets his whole life basically he didn't he was too good to he didn't think he had to you know so and he just he just didn't want to do the work and i think that was him um being depressed and so he he gave into my mom's idea of going up here with family and that was an absolute disaster on the nice side of things (laughs) so um but we we stayed here i mean there was a really there was really nowhere else for us to go and I didn't really know where to go. I, you know, people always ask me where I'm from and I, I really don't know what to tell them. So I just go right back to where I was born. You know, I always say I'm from yeah. Miami and I love my Miami Dolphins, you know, so I can't quit them. <laughs> I'm just fortunate the last few years. It's been pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I so. honestly, I've ever since, for me, honestly, ever since, um, ever since COVID, um, I've, I've like lost all interest in it just because of how everything yeah. went. I mean, but, but I mean, but I know. I mean, I did, I have seen, like, I guess I do know enough, especially from you, like posting or whatever, like, you know, that you, I guess the dolphins are actually, the dolphins are actually doing all right this year. I mean, I don't know. Most of the yeah, time I'm just, right. any, they're doing all right. Yeah. yeah. So but that, that's all, that's about all I know. Like, I mean, anyone else, I, I honestly, like most other people, I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on. I, I just don't care anymore about that sort of thing. Yeah. But I mean, so yeah. I can imagine though, like, you know, so it's, it's sound, it almost, it sounds like, you know, there's just, just a lot, like there's just a lot for somebody. Yeah like yourself where where you have like this 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 disorder like this mental this this mental condition and then you know yeah. it's just like you're just basically getting you know essentially you're getting shit piled on 
you know, it's just oh, like, yeah. It yeah, was, you got, yeah, it was insane. Yeah, it was just a lot. That's the That was the whole, like, when you look back at having ADHD, right, you're like, you know, a lot of people say, you know, God, if only I would know how different would my life have been. You know what I mean? And I don't, right. I think people think, like, their life would have changed, like, materialistic-wise or job-wise or whatever. That may have changed. But honestly, I think the the really depressing part is is like how would have my coping mechanisms and my ability to deal with all that trauma and all the things that are going on, how would that have changed me and how would that affect me to deal with the the more important things in life that I had to focus on to get to a better spot? Whereas um the ADHD didn't really allow that sometimes. It, you know, we were just creative, you know, I was very creative at protecting myself and, 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 you know, putting up walls or, um, you know, surviving. It's basically what it was. It was the ADHD part helped me survive, you know, not, not everything I did was positive, but, you know, it did help me get by. And so, and those things, you know, a lot of stuff that people use today helps them get by as adults and not all of them are very healthy at all, but they Mm -hmm. all shape to, to who you are today, you know? And so unmedicated, A lot of that stuff wasn't positive where, you know, I have to go through, oh my gosh, I've been through so much therapy. Um, I hate it, but I know I have to do it, you know, and then regulate, which meds regulate. I mean, I just finally, so I'm 47, it's almost 10 years of um, doing meds that I finally found a mix of my Adderall that I do really well with actually. And I mean, that I've done best so far, you know. So, yeah, and and it's just the therapy doing. So I, I just feel like the therapy, um, and the medication help, you know. But sure, to be honest with you, when it comes to ADHD and even on the dark side of things, you know, um, the best thing for someone with ADHD to do is actually take accountability. That's the biggest thing ever, um, and so. If there's anything I could tell anyone is, is, is to start taking accountability for, you know, yourself and some of the actions, even though, you know, you can't use ADHD as an excuse for everything. It does do things in your life, but you also have to be accountable for yourself and for other people around you, you know, for how your actions and, and the stuff that happens. So that's why I post so much ADHD stuff is because I want I want it to be normal in the sense that this is no we're not different it's just the way we think and the way we we do things is a little different and a little more out of the box but um it should not be a stigma for sure and it shouldn't be an excuse for everything that happens either it's just sure. it's just why it happens but doesn't mean that there's no accountability because ADHD did it you know what i mean oh yeah absolutely i mean you, you definitely have to take responsibility for like for your actions i mean however you do it and you know even like for myself you know, um, um, with, with, you know, like me having like what I, what I call my, like the screen addiction thing. Like, I, you know, I just can't really play like computer yeah. games on like on the phone or tablet because that's just a, that's just a deep, dark rabbit hole. Like if I start doing it, then I start like disappearing and then I'm not paying attention to my family and everything else. So for me, like I just got to a point where, um, I basically realized like I, I kept trying to do it myself and I got, and I was like, well, I can't, like, I just can't like, and so that's when I kind of hit like, not as, you know, hit like a low point where I was like, you know, I need to be able to like, 
go to, I went to a therapist then for a little bit. And for me, it was more like uncovering, like, you know, it's like, okay, well here, you know, this is the screen addiction stuff, but then like, what was going on under that surface that I had, that I hadn't dealt with. And it was some of that stuff where like, there were these different exercises I did and it helped me kind of like put things more into perspective where it's just like, you know, Hey, like I need to be a better man. I need to be a better husband. I need to be a better father because you know, that's what, that's what, that's what people in my life deserve. Like, I mean, I've got a wife and five kids. They deserve to have a good role model. Like they don't, they don't deserve to have somebody that's just going to be like zoning out on you know on video games and computer games and disappearing outright because that's that's not that's not cool i mean and so in some ways i think at one point even for me um somebody had thought that um uh, that i had like some kind of like mild case of adhd and maybe i still do i mean honestly because like some of what you're describing is kind of like huh you know i can kind of, i do like like for me when if i have a conversation with somebody and there is like a, like if there's a tv screen on like i i have to like either it has to be just turned off because like I, for whatever reason yeah. like it's just like i just like start drifting to that and i know yeah. that and i know that about myself um so like it's just like well hold on a sec like you know you know there have been times where it's just like i need to like just put like i can't have anything around me of course just like if i'm going to be focused on a conversation with somebody it has to be just like you know you and me that's it. Like nothing else can be on. <laughs> nothing else can be going on because right. otherwise I will, I will, you know, we, we say we, I will squirrel hardcore. Like it's, so I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, that's, you know, it's like, it's just like, Oh, what's that over there? You know? And yeah. then, and then, and, and then think, you go for it. Oh no, I was just thinking, I, I totally see that. I mean, um, actually, so, uh, I have to work, so I do play video games. Mm-hmm. Maybe more than I should, but um, I'm actually in a in a Madden league with some twenty something year olds, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> so I'm the old man in there. But uh, I mean, you know, I think though if you can, like, I had a hard time regulating that also, and that would drive my my wife nuts, you know. But mm. it's also that your brain. Because if during the day you're you're stimulated by all these things, right? And you have to make decisions and you have to you have to think linear sometimes and, and stuff and you have to interact, and you have to give answers and stuff, and you really don't know how you, you don't like sometimes you're not really sure how to give the answer or what the answer is, but you gotta give something, you have to do something, right? And you and you're focusing on staying focused, right? Which with someone with ADHD, if they're unmedicated, that takes a lot of energy. And even with medication, it still takes a lot of energy, right? So your brain is fried. There's a point in the day where you just need to zone out per se, or just mm-hmm. escape and then shut everything out. So video games for me um, is a great way to to zone out and just to escape the real world for a little bit. The problem that I have like you is that I can, I can lose a whole day and think I only lost an hour or two. Right. So right. Like, Oh no, I can't be. And also you're looking outside, you know, you, I could, I could start in the morning. And I could be grinding away on a game. All of a sudden, I'm like, well, I better eat lunch. <laughs> it's like 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, yeah. Like, what? And then the frustration is like, you're so mad at yourself because you just lost a whole day. And then you start to take it out on everybody because of the emotional dysregulation and stuff. And then, and, and like, um, you don't know how to, to verbalize how upset you are with yourself. And you just, just kind of wallow in it, you know? Um, so, like, yeah. So, so like it's not a bad thing to you know have that screen time or do whatever like for me I, I had to really learn how to regulate it so that's why i do a lot of sports games because they're very time thing you know yeah uh, right so i get i get only like a 20 minute deal so i do a madden game it's over with and then i can and do something doesn't mean it's easy to because i could easily 
you know, dive into another game or do something else. But um, it's nice to get away like that. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to admit it. It is really nice to be able to zone out and to de-stimulate yourself and just have one thing stimulating your brain. The same thing with the phone screen, you know, I can look at TikTok. Like, I mean, I'm, that's how I get all my memes. I'm looking at Instagram, looking at TikTok, <laughs> you know, Facebook. Yeah. I'm not, Facebook's kind of lame now. I, you know, I used to, so I really hate myself for saying this because uh, my buddy Eric will always be like, oh, I hate Facebook, you know? He's like, oh, like, <laughs> I don't oh, Facebook, you know? And then, um, and then I'm like, whatever, dude, I see you on Facebook, you know what I mean? But he has to do some Facebook stuff for his social media stuff, you know, and to keep, you know, sure. the relevancy, you know, keep in front of an audience. But I, I honestly am starting to get it with him on the Facebook thing. It is pathetic. Like, it's just, it's the same thing every day. You know, there's, it's not really, unless you want to just see people that you've gone to school with or not that I don't want to see them, but there's just nothing, you know, valuable in there, such as an Instagram or TikTok mm-hmm. where TikToks, I think if people are really creative on Instagram and TikTok, those are platforms that allow people to be creative and to share their stories and to share their passions. Facebook is just about, Hey, look at how great my kid is or look at, you know, look at my great life or this <laughs> or that. And like, it's just, it's just so dead to me, but I, I yeah. still like have to look though. Cause you know, yeah. every shit show, yeah, shit story. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I, and I got off Facebook a number of years ago um, for other oh, reasons. Great, Eric. Thanks. Um, but, um, well, but, but, but then I got up, but so for me, but for me, like, just because like, again, with that whole, like, you know, what you being able to, you know, you could like zone out for hours on end kind of thing, you know, like, yeah. that's why I don't, that's why I only do Instagram and, uh, yeah. and, and, and I mean, I've got, and I've got a work phone and my personal phone, my personal phone, I limit myself on that to like 15 minutes. Like, so if I'm on that, like, I mean, I, I had it a half hour and I was like a half hour is still too much. So I limited it to yeah, 15 minutes. It's really good just, discipline. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actually uh, amazed <laughs> that you can do that. But, I mean, but, but it's, yeah, but it's still on the work, but I use it, but I'll, I'll still use it for like on my work phone because then it's, um, because then it's like, I can like kind of keep up with me what some of the trends are or whatever, because I might find something that's interesting or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the other thing too, like you're saying with like the video games is that the only thing that I have now actually is, um, my, uh, when my, when my father-in-law passed away a few years ago, um, they're going, my, my mother-in-law and my wife were going through like some of his old stuff and they found an old super Nintendo system. And so oh, that is our, yes. so yes. that is so that is actually <laughs> currently plugged into like but and that and my and like my kid like uh, my kids there's some of the games that they had like you know some of the old like uh, Super Mario World and Legend of Zelda and some of the Donkey Kong Country games I mean but see yeah. that for, for but for me it's like you know those like you know like some of those games where it's just like you know it's like I like my kids can set like a 10 minute time limit and they can play like you know say like Mario they can play like a level or two and then the timer goes off and they're done you know yeah and so for me too it's like like there's having like that little burst too where it's like i can just like okay i can play like this you know this game and there's like you know there's multiple levels so you can play like this one or two levels and then you can be like all right well that's it like i can you know or i hit like a spot where like oh there's a save point okay i'm done you know i can move on with whatever like i can you know so because i feel like you know these like mobile games for example they kind of drive you to like to just like to keep going like like oh keep grinding yeah. away keep doing it to reach whatever this next level is or whatever you know and you know it's this is the way they design these those games um and i there was somebody that once said um that i've heard said where it's basically like you know if you're if they're giving if they're giving um product away to you for free you know you that's not the product you are the product that they're trying to like 
enticed yeah. to do whatever. And so that's well, you really make I, me feel guilty. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, like I said, I mean, because like, you know, say like these so attacked right now. Yeah. But it's like, but it's like, but like, say like actual video games though. I mean, you you paid, you like you paid for that Madden game. So, I mean, you paid for that. Like, yeah. so like, you know, you actually purchased that. So, I mean, like you're saying, like there are these like set parameters that you can go into versus like, say like yeah. mobile games where you're just like, oh, you know, you could do this. And there's like, there's no end to them. Like there is no, there is no like end goal. Um, and for right. me, a game that I used to play um, was um, was World of Warcraft years ago. Oh yeah, I've never gotten the. It looks so cool though, but I never was. We never had the yeah. money to have the computers that could do that sort of thing. But I did love watching my buddies play it. And I thought <laughs> it was so cool. So I mean, it, yeah. it, it is. But the thing, and this is actually it, what what got me out of that game because I played for uh, a couple years, um, and this was yeah. when I mean, for me it was when this was when I was in um, I was in college. Which which kind of threw like a monkey wrench because like same thing like you were saying like I would I could be like oh I'm gonna start playing this and you know on like say like Saturday morning because there was no classes or anything next thing right. I know I'm like oh I'm feeling kind of hungry and I'm looking at my clock and it's three in the afternoon like I hadn't really had like I might have had like a minimal breakfast and I hadn't had lunch and I'm like oh man like I should like you know actually make some food or whatever or go to the dining hall or whatever you know and that yes. sort of thing but it my it was a actually it was another gaming friend of mine who actually um pulled me out of that rut by basically being like you realize that there's like there's no point to those like it's just it's a, it's a hamster wheel that's all it is like there's no actual yeah. like end game end goal there's no like final level final boss it's just that they, they they design these things so that you just kind of keep grinding and grinding yeah. and grinding away and just well i think it's continually like, waste time. you know and it's part of things like especially with adhd like you know it's stuff that stimulates you like the competition part you know there's there's competition mm -hmm. like adhd people are very competitive um whether they're quietly competitive or they're just outright but i think a lot of adhd people are really quietly competitive to be honest um because um you know they're grinders you know they'll grind and and they you know have something to prove too because it's not just proving to somebody else but they want to prove it to themselves that they can you know do just as well as anybody else you know and like, yeah, the, these games are will do that with these open worlds and all the, you know, all this stuff, you know, and you know, but and then you lose like interactions with the out outdoors, like the beautiful days and everything else, or just with your family and everything. So I totally get it. Um, but like again, like I say, you know, reverting back to what we're talking about is the fact that you know you, that downtime for your brain, you know. I I don't know. It's such a fine line, but for me it works. And and but sure. also I I don't know how you do a timer though. That's really hard. My timer is just a like a sports game, but there <laughs> it's really hard. You know what? You know what really works for me is uh, <laughs> I hate it too. Is my my wife will walk through the room and just look at me, and then I'll be like, "What?" <laughs> she'll, she'll be like, "Nothing." And I'm like, do something. <laughs> like, I'll be that. I revert oh, to that little kid that's being yeah. basically deleted, you know? And, like, yeah. I know I'm doing it. You know, I just don't want to admit it, you know? And, uh, but then, you know, like, they'll be like, well, it's a really beautiful day outside. And I'm like, fuck your beautiful day. <laughs> like, like, you know? like, I'm grinding on Ryzen right now. I got, I got these robot dinosaurs I'm going to kill, you know? But, you know, and then otherwise there's things where like I can, I can be overwhelmed and and sit in a couch without doing anything at all because I have a huge list of stuff, of uh, things I have to do in the day, like on a Saturday mm -hmm. or a Friday, um, where I don't know how to get started, 
And then I'll sit there and I won't do anything because I don't know which one to attack first and I don't know which way, to, uh, how to start or, or, or what I need for everything. Or I do know what I need, but then I have to go get it. I have to go out of the house. I have to like get into a routine. If I'm not, if I don't have my meds and if I don't have someone just grab me by the hand or something and say, Hey, uh, let's get going. Like I can sit there. I can sit there and then I can still be exhausted inside. And I, I probably did an eight hour day of work and not even moved. And it looks like I'm, it just looks like I'm just a, you know, tub of crap sitting on the couch. But in the meantime, I'm, I'm having the worst anxiety. I'm hating myself. Um, Cause I'm so frustrated that I, I can't, you know, people, that, you know, people that will like say, Oh, that you're lazy or just like, you're not doing something, but really they don't really understand like how much more uh, I am, I hate myself for doing that and not being able to just get up and do something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It sounds like a, almost like that kind of like yeah. that downward spiral where you're just like, you're just kind of like, you're just like, it's like, I really should go and get up and do something, but yes. I don't know where to start. Oh my gosh. Why yeah. I hate myself for not starting. Oh, this is, you know, then you just kind of keep getting into like this rut, rut and, you know, down, down, down further. And yeah, like, cause even I'll say like, even for me sometimes where I kind of fall into like that, like that, almost like that, um, like the, what I would consider like laziness or that sort of thing. Um, and yeah. thankfully like, Typically, like, I, I mean, I, I try to keep it like, for me, I try to keep a list of like honeydew things where it's like, oh, these aren't things that like have to be done, but it's like, these are things that can be done. Or my wife, you know, God bless her, will be like, you know, hey, you know, it'd be, it's such a great day outside. We really, there's like something, actually, I still have two giant piles of mulch that need to be moved or whatever, just every now, because, because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, just, it's like, it's like, we're like, we're doing, it's doing like this gardening stuff. And for me though, it's just my, my, my wife is so into this gardening thing. Um, but, you know, but she needs like me to be like the, you know, the heavy lifter or whatever. And I'm like, you know what, that's fine. Like I will go and I can go out and like mindlessly, like, you know, move, you know, move like five, six wheelbarrow loads of mulch to like certain spots yeah. or whatever. I mean, I can do that for a little bit. And then I'm just like, then I'm like, okay, I feel I've done some physical work. Like I'm kind of tapped out because or whatever. And then, but then it's like, I feel, yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, that's like, okay, I feel productive. And, and in some way too, like, that's like almost like that mindless zoning out for me in that sense where i'm like okay well i did something it was productive my wife is happy i'm happy that my wife is happy let's get a beer yeah <laughs> yeah right and that's the thing is like but that's also the thing too is like you're trying to please other people which is also frustrating because um it's not necessarily what you want to do but you also want to make you're you're recognizing that's that's part of you know taking accountability of it is because like you don't necessarily find that fun or you don't necessarily want to do that and it's a really strong feeling of not wanting to if someone tells me to do something um sometimes like my brain will be like no (laughs) you know like just like a toddler like no and it's just Mm -hmm. that adhd part that just like there's no fun in it i don't want nothing to do with it um and then you can just sit there right and you can just be standoffish or you could just you'll find a million things to do other than that right and um which is why we have so many unfinished projects my my garage is nothing but an unfinished project but um <laughs> you know i mean like but the problem is, is like also you're also like wanting to do it the right way too and sometimes if you don't get off on the right foot you want to quit you know you just like this is not and you want to tear everything down and start from the beginning and just you know do all that stuff you know and but you also want to make it nice so that you're making the people around you happy too. And if they're, Oh God, such a, it's such a horrible cycle. But like today, um, I was, I was kind of patting myself on the back because I got a lot of stuff done. Cause I got the winter's going to be coming here. Uh, I do beekeeping. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to 
keep my bees to the winter and trying to winterize. So I've been really focusing on um, figuring out how to insulate them properly. And then also I got a lawnmower that's not the motor, the, the more fans aren't engaging from the PTO cable because I ordered the wrong cable. Well, I figured all that stuff out today after work, which normally when I get home from work, I don't want to work anymore, but um, I did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I did it like, like, oh my God, I sound so ridiculous. Like a small child, like I did it. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time though, it is like sometimes, it, it, you know, it's like almost, you almost like need like those small victories in some way to just be like, yeah. you know, to almost like propel you forward. It's just like, you know what? I did something like, you know, I didn't, or it's almost like, you know, Hey, I didn't fall into this bad habit or whatever, like this thing that right. were that, that that where my wife's going to give me that side eye or give me that look or whatever. Like I did something, and, yeah. you know. She she looked at me, you know. You look, she looks at you later, and she's like, "Good job, thank you for figuring that out, or thanks for like you know for taking care of it." And then you're just like, "Yes, I did it. I did something, yeah, productive, worthwhile, whatever." I mean, and I guess too, like I guess for someone like yourself, like it was like maybe like having like a hobby like that, you know, maybe like where it's not necessarily. Um, I'm not sure if it's like as mentally taxing. Cause I mean, I, I, we had bees for a little bit too myself. Um, so I understand like, it's kind of, it's almost like mesmerizing to like watch them work. It's, in some yeah, way. exactly. It's very mesmerizing. When I saw my first hive with my, my buddy was doing it. I was so fascinated. I had to do it. And, <laughs> but also it's like one of the most frustrating hobbies too, because you think it looks easy and it really isn't, <laughs> No, you know? And, um, but, and it, but it's also cheap enough if you have a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly good job it's cheap enough to do it right and to stay with it um but at the end um that reward of that honey and and you know that that i mean that honey man is awesome you know and, but <laughs> you know and, but here's i'll tell you i'll be honest with you about the honey thing so and about the beekeeping this is all part of the personality with the adhd stuff yeah um so I really wanted to sell my honey just to pay for the hobby itself. My problem is, is that, um, one, I wanted to do it in such a detailed way that I wanted to keep track of ounces as I sold and stuff just to see what it would make. But two is if I like you, I'm just going to give you a jar, you know, if, or, or you did something for me, I can give you a jar because I want you to know I like you. I want you to know that you, that, uh, I I'm blessed by you by mm-hmm. just talking to me or just, you know, uh, interacting with me and that I want you to show that I'm really appreciative of, of friendship and stuff. Right. So then I have a right. hard time just selling it when to pay for the hobby or in, in like, you know, or um, people be like, well, I want some of that honey or whatever. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll send it out to you. Oh shit. That is so hard because I'm like <laughs> outside out of mind. I forget who I have, I have to mail it stuff to or whatever. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I got it. My own aunt's been waiting for over a year for a jar of honey since she's, ran out over on North Carolina there. So, oh, I mean, I still owe her. Sorry, again, I still owe you money. But, I mean, I, I owe, you know, like, what I'm saying is, like, you know, like, all of that, like, there's still things inside of it, you know, with the hobby and stuff, too, like, that could still be better and, and still be a good exercise. But, uh, yeah, it's basically just the work itself. And, and sometimes beekeeping, like, you would know, it's not always fun either. It's not because there's always that thing like I can go out there and my bees could have swarmed. Do I really want to see that? Do I really want to deal with, you know, mites, you know, and find out mm-hmm. that I'm not going to get a harvest or anything. And that, that too, your brain will run away with you and you'll be like, I'm not going out today. And meanwhile, your bees are probably needing your help, you know? So 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did a brief, yeah, we did. Well, for us, like we did it briefly. Um, I mean, we did it for like a couple of months, but then it got to a point for us where, um, my, my property, I don't have like a large amount of land or whatever. So for me, it was just like, we'd go outside and then you had to like be like, watch wherever every step you were taking in the grass because it could <laughs> it have been very well. They were like, well, I have like a third of an acre. So I mean, but, and so that oh, was, okay, just, yeah. it was yeah, so it was it was like there wasn't a place for them to like really go because they'd be like, oh, look at all this wonderful clover that's right here in this backyard. And then next thing you know, like the yeah. kids are like, I stepped on a bee. And, you know, they're walking around barefoot and they've got a stinger. So we're like, ah, this is not going to work, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so, and too, I have an acre, just about an acre of land, you know, um, yeah. where, I, where my house sits on. And uh, so it's far enough back. And I'm actually a little bit back beyond my border because there's a landlocked area. So I kind of use that to my advantage. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, I totally get it. It is a, it's a tough deal, but I think that it's almost a perfect hobby though for someone with ADHD, to be honest with you. I think it's, it's just such a, it's a forgiving hobby for sure, you know, too. So, you know, it's hard, but also like there's always next season or whatever too. So, you, and you still have the stuff to do it when you, when you first invest in it. So, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get some oh. sweet honey out of the deal too. I mean, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's not Thanks, so bad. Bees. Everybody yeah. says it's great, but I'll, I'll take their word for it. I don't really. I'm not a honey connoisseur per se. I just do the oh, me either. part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the things I wanted to talk about too is like, um, about me posting all that ADHD stuff is like I think um, mm-hmm. uh, I wish. I mean, I don't know how you would feel, but as a man and as maybe just even as a, a a young man, too, I wish there was somebody out there who knew what I was going through back then or related or, or something, somebody that was a beacon to say, hey, you're not alone. You know what I mean? Right. And um, and so what's been nice is um, when I do go on the podcast with Eric and Andy, um it's great that they let me be myself. Like for the most part, they don't always let me be everything of myself. <laughs> that'd be a lot of editing, you know, um, I'm being well behaved today too, but, um, my imagination can run away with me sometimes, but, um, basically like, uh, that platform has allowed me to interact with say someone like yourself and some other people who have listened to the podcast and stuff. And, and it's been incredible because, um, there are a lot of us out there. There's, there's a lot of guys who, who maybe are not even diagnosed or some kind of mental health thing going on in, in right. their daily lives and everything. And they probably think they're just going alone or no one, or no one's going through the same thing as they are. And I just want them to know that, you know, I want to, I really want to I really want to be approachable and not just like, Oh, I'm too good for this. Or just, you know, I just post memes and, and you know, I don't want your problems. No, I, I do want people to, to talk to me about it and stuff. And I do, I do want them to know that, that I do hear them and I, and I do feel what they're feeling and I have. And so when I post those things, it's, it's also letting those who don't uh, relate to how to relate to someone like us, you know, or, or what's going through our heads and, or the struggles that we are doing with. And so when you find, you start to find your tribe in there. And so I've started to find my own tribe, but I've always, um, anybody that's ever, like yourself message me i will interact and uh, you'll you'll get a genuine organic me and i've i've had a couple guys just say hey I, i'm 
you know, I kind of go through this and stuff too. And I, I don't press the issue, but I always say, Hey man, if you really want to talk about it, you just let me know. And I will make time. I'll find time and I'll make time, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think a lot of guys need to do that for each other and stuff and just, you know, find that time and to make that time into, you know, at least be an ear, you know, you don't have to solve every problem or anything, but, and you don't have to, you know, give advice, but for sure be an ear and just kind of ask some questions, just kind of let them know that you're engaged and, and that like, yeah, that they're, they are somebody and, and, and that they're worth listening to. You know, oh yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, yeah, and that's why. I mean, that's the whole reason for this for this podcast that I that I did that I started because there were so many people out there um, that were you know various other po- other trade podcasts that were talking about mental health in the trades. But it was just like okay, but we can talk about you know we can say okay, well there's like this there's this nameless faceless thing mental health in the trade. Yeah. And I'm like, but what but, but what does that look like? Like who who does that look like? And so that's when I was like, well. You know, there's got to be people out there that have stories. Like, there's got to be people like like myself. Like, oh, oh, yeah. that's where I was like, well, I'll put myself out there. And I thought, well, there's got to be other people that have dealt with other crap. And and, and I've said too, like, I, I, everyone has their own crap that they deal with. Now, whether it's you know whether it's ADHD or whether it's depression or whether it's something entirely else, you know, entirely not related to any kind of mental health thing, but everyone has something that they kind of like are dealing with that they have to like work through to make themselves like a better version of themselves. And so that's where it was like, well, there's got to be people that have stories. Like there's got to be someone that oh, has yeah. like a story because like there are other, I mean, there are other podcasts that I've listened to where people have shared like their trade, like their trade journey, for example, or, you know, they share knowledge or whatever. And so I thought, well, surely there's got to be trades people out there then, you know, if we're talking about like mental health, because obviously there is a problem, but it's just like, well, but who are, who are these people? Like who are the the faces or who are the, you know, the names and faces that are behind this? mental health in the trades thing and so that's where for me it's like this was this in a sense is i want this to be almost like a giant a giant sounding board and so then if there are people out there that listen to conversations like you and i are having and if it's yeah. something inside them and then they're just like you know what that's kind of sounds a little bit like me and then if you know whether it's reaching out to me or reaching out to you or being just being taking their own steps and being like you know what maybe i need to talk to like i need to talk to a therapist or i need to talk to like my doctor or whatever just to say hey yeah then 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 it's like then you know then you know, then we're doing our part to like you know almost in a sense like help address it bring it to light and say like yeah these are these are the things like these are the faces these are the names these are their stories you know yeah that sort of thing i think it's great i i love the idea of your show actually um i've talked to eric about this early on about like hey we should do something on mental health and we just never knew really how to attack the whole mental health thing like to really attack it I think you do a great job of it. I think you let people you. tell their story and stuff. And I don't, their platform doesn't really allow for that. Um, I don't think they do want to talk about it. just, they just have to, they're trying to figure out, it was hard for them to figure out how to do it because I was, that was one of the one things I wanted to talk about because, because for my own mental health, like, man, I, I'm really honest about my mental health and I just, I want to be honest for other, for other people, other like men, women, especially in the trades, you know, it is a hard job. It's a hard thing to do. We're getting we're getting pressed more and more. Jobs are you know you got to be there like two weeks ago. It should have been done, sort of thing. So the pressure mm-hmm. and the, the family life pressure and the pressure of um, from the bosses to the to to your own crew or whatever, um, and then the pressure on yourself is even worse than all of that. You know because you know most people have high expectations for themselves. You know to get you know stuff done and so. That was why I was so like, 
um so adamant on doing it but like i said it wasn't that they didn't want me to do it it's just i couldn't find i just couldn't find or think of a way on their platform to do it and to do it the way i wanted to um which is really just kind of a blessing with your deal because i I really love it that that you invited me on because i really to be honest with you i was like i'm not why would you want to listen to me like i really don't know I mean, I, there, I do get hit up on Instagram, but I think it's like a joke or something. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if people are actually serious when they want to talk to me. You know? <laughs> like, are they screwing with me or what? But, you know, I just, it's that, it's that thing too, is that self-doubt, you know, it's that, that I'm not worthy sort of thing or whatever, but I'm mm-hmm. very humbled by it. And uh, like, and in, in Andy and, and Eric do all the work, really. I just show up, I throw a little chaos in their show and stuff and, and, <laughs> you know, have fun. But I mean, I love those guys. Uh, and it's just great. And actually, you know what, Andy, or not, um, Eric asked me to come on, uh, probably almost a month ago, I had to turn him down, uh, which I would, I normally don't do because I love hanging out with those guys on, on right. and stuff. So you actually got me before those guys. So that shows your priority over them now. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I think, you know, it's, Sometimes though, just in that podcast alone, and and just just for me as far as friendship goes, because you know friendships for me are a very sacred thing, and sometimes I, um, I'm not always a, I'm not a great friend, but I'm also very sensitive to when I feel like my friends aren't being my friends, and I try to recognize that, and sometimes I'm I have legit thoughts about it, and sometimes I don't, and. The nice thing is when I'm on that podcast, I really am hanging out with people I like. I really am hanging out with Andy and and mm-hmm. Eric. And as I've gotten to know Andy, I mean, I can see why Eric loves and just adores the guy. You know, um, the quieter, the more, you know, me and Eric are pretty outgoing. And then you got Andy who's a little bit quieter, more straight-laced. But I, I'm yeah. going to tell you right now, since we're talking about mental health, Andy's got a dark side and I'm scared. I think, you know, Andy may be a serial killer. I don't really know for sure, but if that was my guess. I'd, but I'd still be his friend. I think it'd be, I bet he'd be a cool serial killer for sure. But, <laughs> so but I mean, tapes. you know, those are the things, right? So, so that's, that's my whole thing is like, you know, I have ideas I want to do in, and uh, especially like doing stuff like this. Like I'd love to do that, but being consistent and doing the stuff and watching Andy and, and Eric do those things like you have to be on the ball. You have to have some consistency and and they do it well. And they've got it, but he's also got a team too that helps him out, you know, but he has to be mm-hmm. accountable for that team. They don't just, you know, they don't just tell him to do it. He, he knows he's got to do it, you know, and they know where right, yeah. with ADHD, you know, yeah, it'd be fun. Right. But the dopamine, but then when I, when I see all the work that goes into it and I, and I hear about it, like, Sometimes I'm just like, I don't know if I can really handle that. You know, like, I don't know. Right. I don't know if I can be consistent enough to get sponsorship or whatever. I'd have to have a team, right? And, and learn how to leverage that stuff. But, you know, I, I, I think definitely in the whole mental health thing, you really have to know who you are and, and what your weak points are and what your strong points are and stuff. And then figure it out, weaponize the right ones and unweaponize some of the, 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 the wrong ones that are already weaponized, you know, the coping mechanisms, the the coping mechanisms that don't work and use the coping mechanisms that do work, you know? Um, But I mean, this, um, this platform is great. You know, I mean, I'm just going to 
you you nailed it, dude. I think this is a really cool. I've like already listened to a few shows. I didn't even know. You know, honestly, I feel ashamed because I didn't even know this show existed until you reached out and said something. And I because I've been looking for other trade shows and stuff, but I also like, you know, I some trade shows. I'm not gonna lie, some of them are really boring, but there's some really <laughs> cool ones out there. And um, I'm not gonna say which ones, but um, yeah, dude, this is really cool. Like I've I listened a few episodes, and you know, and. I consider you now, I mean, we consider you my friend, so I'll be supporting you. And I really like to see my friends succeed. So like, even with Eric and, and Andy, I, I listen to the episodes when I can. Um, yeah. I'm not always religious about it, but there, I, when I do, I usually leave a message at the end. <clears throat> you know, when I listen, it says, you know, leave a five star rating, all this stuff or whatever. Well, I listen to Spotify. So I just say, Hey, great job, blah, blah. And especially if they do impressions of me, which are they're the worst. <laughs> That's only Eric, though, I think. I think it's only, only Eric. I mean, because, I mean, I can't, I don't think I've ever heard Andy try to do a, a you. I don't I, know. I, I would love, I think he, no. maybe he did. I don't know. I have to go back if, and listen to see, but for sure. I think Andy did an impression <laughs> of me one time. I'm pretty sure he did, but. Um, maybe once. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I just know, I just know the Eric. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Eric one, uh, really, I mean, I'm probably doing it right now. I have no idea. I just said, what do you sound like you're out of breath? I always sound that way. Even, uh, even when I'm out of breath, I, I sound know. like I'm out of breath. So it always, oh my so people always like, what have you been working hard? I'm like, no, I've been sitting on the couch for like three hours. You know? <laughs> but I don't know. This, <laughs> but that's what I like. I love humor and I love irony. And in, in, um, like when I was growing up as a kid, that was my focus before, you know, if I was able to play videos, as soon as Comedy Central was a channel back then in the 80s, I'd, oh, yeah. I'd watch hours and hours of stand up and everything else. I grew up on it. I, I mean, I watched Kids in the Hall, you know, Monty Python. I'd wait, you know, and stuff. And like, you know what I'm saying? And like, and that just kind of formed mm-hmm. my sense of humor and stuff and, and just the more obscure obscure things. And I loved it. And, and so the humor helps me um, deal with stresses. And it also helps me um, show my affection towards people and stuff. It, I, I try to tell people, if I'm not giving you a hard time, like, I probably don't like you, you know, <laughs> you know, that's a lot of, and that's a lot of, we, a lot of guys yeah. are, you know, and that's, sure. just, that's, that's the way the boys are, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, but also that helps us have laugh at ourselves at, at the highest stresses of, of, of our own mental health. Right. And, and a good laugh and, a, and, and to be able to laugh at yourself, um, which is also part of taking accountability. That's, that's huge. You know, just try not to believe every horrible thing you say about yourself, though, you know, because that's oh, yeah. most of the time it's lies. But. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of times you got to just take, you know, you just basically you don't take yourself too seriously. I mean, because that's yeah. the thing. I, my mentality is on that, you know, like with the uh, like, you know, the, the ball busting kind of thing where it's just like, you know, for me, it's like, well, I mean, if, if you can't take it, then don't dish it. You know, yeah. so like you get because you got those people. I'm sure you know. I'm sure you've seen you know working at different job sites where they're like these you know these people that are just like you know you just like you make one like little smart aleck comment and then they're just like they just storm off. But meanwhile, they're like they're busting the apprentices chops all day. And yeah, you, know, you like those are my favorite one little ones, thing. Actually. Oh, I know. Yeah, because then it just gets so irritating. You're just like you're just like really really dude. Like come yeah. on, if you're if you're gonna dish it, you gotta take it. You can't you can't. This oh, yeah. is not a one way street. This is a two way street here. Like trade, yep. trade, 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 jar, trade, you know, you know, jar, jabs and, 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 and whatnot, you know, that, 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 that's a two way street. Like you can't, you can't just be all about just dishing it, but yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's, and it's true. Cause like, sometimes like I, as a foreman, sometimes I get really upset. Like I'll give guys a hard time, but then I'll, 
I'll be under the stresses and sometimes I'll be pissed if someone's like making a smart remark because I'm just not in the mood for it. But like some of the, some of my guys know and, and some of my own coworkers and stuff, they know like if they start laughing at me or if they like if they like go after me harder, I'll start laughing because I know what because then I I've always been good about that. It's like at, at my worst times of my tantrum ta- like my little tantrums, you know, like at work or whatever, like I don't really yell and go off, but I just kinda like this is this fucking sucks or I'm just in a mood, you know. But mm-hmm. then I'll complain to my boss. But then at the end of the day, I'll call my boss like I'll just be like, Tony man i dude i was such a little bitch today huh you know i'm like dude i am so sorry you know and it wasn't like he didn't care he loves it because he thinks it's hilarious when i rant because that, that's what i do is i rant and i start to make fun of other people or things that are going on i start to you know that i just go on these rants and then mm-hmm. um but then i'll be like dude i like i i was ridiculous you know i was being a little bitch and like they appreciate that. I think a lot of people do appreciate that because it shows that I'm, I'm not perfect and I don't try to be, you know, right. I, don't, I don't ever claim to be. And I also like, I don't want everybody else around me to be perfect either. Um, and like, just, just, you know, having the vulnerability, you know, helps huge, you know, especially with relating to other people, you know, yeah, you can have a bad day. Everybody has a bad day. I have bad days all the time. But also I have to be able to laugh at it, you know, and laugh at certain things. Just that's how I deal with it. Dark humor is the best for me. I love dark humor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like it's like that sense where you're just like, you know, you can't just be humility, like humility, like that virtue, like humility is that virtue where you kind of need that. Where you're just like, you know what? You kind of like take that step back to where you're saying you're just kind of like, yeah, like, man, I was. I was a real dick back there, wasn't I? And then it's just like, yeah. you see, that's all you can do is just be like, you, know, you realize it, but then you're just like, well, you know, okay, well, I'll, you know, I'll just take my slice of humble pie here and, you know, carry on and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and be better the next time or whatever, or whatever, you know, but you know, that's just it, you know, and even it, like for me, you know, as a parent, well, for you, as you, you, you have kids as well, you know, as a parent too, oh, you're yeah. just like, you know, you were, you're like, you know what? I screwed up you know you know kid you know son daughter whatever like i screwed up you know i did you know this i'm not perfect and you know and for them too i heard it said we're like for in that sense and i'd say even for like you know like you dealing with like you know younger people or whatever and apprentices where it's like they see that and they're just like well you know what he doesn't have it all together and you know what so i can learn from that and you know i can be better but you know that means you know it's like i don't have to have it i don't have to always i don't have to have it always together then because he doesn't always have it together so cool you know there's that nice like you know, realization where it's just like, you know, I don't have to be perfect because, you know, if he's not being perfect, well, that means, you know, screw ups are a little, you know, every, you know, little mess ups here are allowed here and there, which means I have room for growth kind of thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, and, and to be honest with you, like, um, my thing is like, I've always apologized. I'm one of those people that always apologizes. And also I do apologize when I do apologize. I really do mean it. And I, and it's not like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, you're, I'm sorry. Your feelings are hurt. You know, like you're apologizing <laughs> for their own feelings. But I mean, it really is hard for people to, to apologize and to be vulnerable. You know, it's very, it's very uh, disarming though, too. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I get it. It's, it's, uh, it's a tough thing to do. That's why I do it. You know, and that's why, you know, I try to do it, but my kids aren't, all my kids aren't really great at it either. So, I mean, you know, I, I try to show that to them, but you know, like it really is a hard thing, you know, and, and, but at the same time, like, there's little nuances in there and stuff that, you know, maybe they just don't feel like they want to say they're sorry either, but, you know, kind of going through that right now in my own household with, uh, with one of my kids, like, uh, they just, we're just not getting along right now and we're kind of going through a season, but, um, 
you know, hopefully it'll, it'll work itself out, but neither one of us want to say we're sorry right now. So, you know, that, Hey, I'm just going to own it, you know? And that's part of, part of the whole mental health thing, you know, like in, in where your boundaries are and all that. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not perfect. <laughs> Nope, none of us are. Well, that's it. Yeah, no, yeah, no, none of us are perfect. And, you know, we're like, you know, again, it's going back to like, we're all trying to be a better version of ourselves. And whether that's, you know, for myself, whether it's like, you know, like my, like the routines I have in the morning to just kind of keep myself, you know, like spiritually, mentally, and mentally grounded, or for yourself, where it's like, you know, you need, you know, the, you realize like, okay, I found the, you know, the right concoction, find, you know, the, to, to yeah. make sure that I'm, that, that I'm not like going off the deep end. With yeah, you know, with whatever, with whatever, yeah, exactly. Like you know, to, that you're staying focused, but that you're not like super, you know, so focused or whatever that you know, whatever, you know, the ADHD just kind of like rages out of control, kind of thing. So I mean, yeah, or there's you got to do what you got to do to make sure that you kind of keep yourself to you know to make sure that you're doing better, or that you so that you, you can be like that that best version of yourself. I mean, that's ultimately we all are all. I think in some way we're all trying to do that. I mean, I don't think anyone wants to be stuck and be like you know, in stuck in like some kind of rut, you know, or like in the an oppressive rut or whatever, because obviously, you know, bad things happen, you know, and that's, it, it's, you know, it's a terrible place to be. Yeah. Are we, have we, have we hit everywhere today? Have we hit everything? Have we, it was, has this, has this had any type of linear thing at all? Or has this have just been all over the board? This today. has been all over the board, and you know what? Oh, this, is great. I mean, it's, this is sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's like this is like sometimes like these are like the best conversations to have because you know what? It sometimes right. it it's almost like this would be the sort of thing where it's just like you know it's just like this these random things where I think in some ways like sometimes someone might be like you know what I can follow this because this is how my brain works or whatever. I mean, because sometimes right. yeah, a lot of times right. it's, it can, it can like, be very, like, very very linear and straightforward. But you know what? Sometimes just going yeah. off the wall. I mean, I. You know, I, love it. I, I've, I have no control over what people like or whatever, but you know what this, I mean, but, but this has been fantastic. Like this has been so much fun. It's oh, like, just go talking about whatever. Like, I mean, yeah, shoot, I've had a great time. you know, go yeah. from, you know, go talking about like, you know, video games and, and, you know, <laughs> growing up, growing up in like Saturday morning cartoons. I mean, man, we, we're, right. we're, just, oh, yeah. we're just, we're just hitting all the, all the wonderful nostalgia things. Meanwhile, like some like young 20 something's going to listen to this and be like, what the hell are they talking about? Oh, I hope they do. <laughs> well, I hope they, I hope they ask enough that they want to actually look it up. Um, so before we wrap it up though, I mean, not that I'm in charge of your show or anything, but <laughs> I'm really trying to take over the other show, but no, I don't really, but, <laughs> but I was curious, like, so I've always, so I always kind of like wonder, so as a kid, what was the one cartoon you would just race home to go see like as a kid? Cause this will tell me a lot about you, I think. Okay. We'll so, see. okay. So for me as a nineties kid, um, yeah. I, I would say like, oh man. Definitely like um like the Batman animated series where like when that was oh, out. Oh yeah, which okay the yeah, first like dude, the first one the, the 90s yes the 90s yeah. with, with like kevin conroy and mark hamill and yeah, apparently and like other and, and like all those other people that i that i didn't even know were like voice actors or whatever yet yeah, like that show mm. yeah like well, on the that first was a, time the kids started showing up yeah 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 but and then yeah, but like cool. but, but then saturday saturday mornings then was um was would be like batman and then like x-men so like oh, those like yeah. those oh yeah. there's a reason i do like you a lot yeah you see i told yeah, you oh, 90, 90s cartoons i have a huge comic book collection in my living room uh that actually sits on the wall and, and, and stuff so like i'm a huge comic book fan um <laughs> yeah so when i was a kid like um it was uh i would race home or actually it would be in the morning it used to be 
right before school in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it started becoming a show right after school. So I'd race home off the bus. Like I'd run. Uh, the only time this fat kid would run was to, to a cartoon or food. But, uh, but I, <laughs> I, I scream every time. But I, um, it would be Robotech. So the first oh, Robotech. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I thought that was the most amazing thing ever. Like I was just like, in, in living on a military base, I was around, my dad worked on, you know, jet fighters like F-14s, yeah. F-4 Phantoms, A-7s, you know, all these things. And then I'm seeing, I'm seeing this cartoon where they're transferring the robots with pilots in them. And there's mm-hmm. people actually dying in these things and like battling aliens. Like what more could you ask for as a 10 year old, you know, you know, eight to 10, you know, holy cow. Like, you know, like I was in love, like Min May. Oh. God, she's got nothing. <laughs> no one's got anything on her, man. Like Minmay was oh, she was hot. What was that blonde one that was up in the uh in the ship up in the I forget the name of the ship, but oh that I don't even know, but, but there, she but, was hot. Uh, too. Yeah, but see, um yeah, I, for me actually that came along like Robotech. Oh my gosh, so we we're we're gonna like lose everyone at this point. I know <laughs> that's what yeah, I, wait, 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 wait. Oh my gosh, you're sabotaging me like Eric, you son I, of a gun. Anyway, no, but um, I know, I know, me, I love that. Came, but, that uh but no, like Robotech, that was um that came on. I got in I watched that a little bit whenever I was like a uh, teenager ish. Um from on Cartoon Network there was um Toonami. And oh they, yeah, yeah, and, and they yeah. and they brought and they brought that show back. Like that was one of the shows they had brought back at one point. I was, and I thought too, I was like, man, like this is really cool. Like you know, fighter plane, oh, you know, these so fighter planes bad. become right. <laughs> Matt Cross sagas are so. Oh man, Rick yep. and Minmay. Oh man. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yep. Forget the other. Forget 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 the other. Forget those other two iterations. You know, Macross Saga <laughs> is where it's at, and everyone else is just like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Are they seriously yeah. geeking about anime right now? <laughs> This is yes. this is yes, yes we this are is like, this is real this is how it all started sort of thing. like exactly this is, anyway. this is when it started to get really good oh my so, god I, dude thank you so much I, I really, oh yeah you're uh, welcome yeah see I'm ending the show see how I do that see, yeah I look just, at like... you look at you stay stealing the show man Eric I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have, to have words with Eric here about this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, was, that's why they put me on a leash so then you know so yeah no I, I it. loved it. I mean, I really appreciate you asking me to come on and just ask yeah. my opinion on things and, and, and like, you know, honestly, like also too, I have to just tell you something about my ADHD. So you, you know how I can, you know how you know that I'm actually like focusing on you and, and, under, and like listening to you. I don't think I've looked at your camera in your eyes at all the whole time, just so I can understand. So I can focus on what you're saying and not what you're doing. So right. a lot of times you see my eyes focus over. It's yeah, like no, no, I'm no. trying to focus back to you so I can see you, but then I'll focus away because that's how you can tell when someone with ADHD is actually listening to you if they're not looking at you in the eye. Okay. No, yeah. see, for, yeah, for me, I have like the opposite where it's like I said, like if I can't have things otherwise, like I have to focus. I, I have to, you know, that's, yeah. that's what I do. I have to, I have to focus on you. So yeah. So for me, it's like, I have to, you know, I'm trying to be like, like, you know, busy. Yeah. trying to show like i'm focused <laughs> my attention my attention is squarely on you like you're like you're you're the only thing that matters right now oh, because man. it gets me in trouble <laughs> so, all the time people are like like are you even paying attention to me i'm like actually yes it's what i'm but that's a good at thing you. to know but that's a good yeah. thing to know I'm though that, you know, you, i'm probably already dazing off and i probably don't remember a thing you're saying <laughs> so if i'm looking away and i'm interacting and still talking to you i'm probably the most focused i am on what you're saying because i'm actually listening to tone and everything else. And I can see in my peripheral or just in the thing, just 
just your body language and everything else. But right. honestly, like, yeah, I, it's a it's an eye contact thing. That's a ADHD deal. It's it's really tough. Yeah, well, that's good to know. I mean, that's that's a nice little tip to, to to part with to let people know, like you know, hey, if someone's like not like if someone's like kind of like staring off a little bit, you know, maybe they maybe that's what they yeah. deal with because they realize that that's how they focused. I mean, that's just it. So. Yeah. Well, again, Chad, yeah, this has been great. Thank you for coming on and thanks for the wonderful conversation. Thank you for having me. I I loved it. It's great. I love your platform. So I can't wait to hear future shows. And I definitely can't wait to hear my own voice on the, when this thing's released. All right. Well, hey, you have a good rest of the night and we'll chat, we'll chat with you later. All right, man. Thank you. See ya.